now. Good morning, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back, everyone. It's a beautiful Saturday. Um, I'm in Erie, Pennsylvania. You can see Lake Erie behind me. Unfortunately, uh, Griff and I have lost a family member and uh, we're traveling and um, say a prayer for us today because uh, Griff has lost his godfather. I have lost someone that's an uncle to me. And so uh, a lot of things are going on in the atmosphere here. Uh, what are we here for? We're here at the Hebrew Congregation of Houston for the awakening, our identity, and how to move forward. And I just want to say a couple uh, of words. Um, we as, as people and family, we have got to start sticking together because we're, we're all we have. And in order how to move forward, the whole point is our family. Until we get our family back, until we get our family to love and get until we get our family to support us, we're not going to be able to fully move forward. It's all about the family. The whole tactic of the devil and the enemy was to break our families down. And once they broke that covering, which was the man, the head, everything else started being destroyed. And, and I say that because we have family that's on a drug addictions right now. We're turning our backs on them because they're addicted. And they, they, they need someone that's going to love them. They need someone that's going to talk to them. They need someone that's going to get to the root of why they're even on drugs. We have family members that are sick and you're saying, oh, you know, it's the COVID. We can't. Well, put your mask on and embrace them and be there for them and talk with them and pray for them and labor with them. Not, oh, you know, child, girl, they were traveling and they were doing this. That's none of your business. That's God's business. Because there's some people who's been at home who's gotten COVID. And, you know, let's go with the, a scripture. John 15 and 13 says what? The greatest love is one that would lay his life down for the one, uh, for his friend and the loved one. That's the greatest love, one who will lay their life down. So that means you're willing to do anything to help them. Somebody asks you for bread, don't give them some water. Somebody asks you for water, don't give them a coat. Give them what they need. And I, you know, my heart cries out because even my family have some, some breakage in it. All of us do. And we have to all be more cognizant of what's going on because that lake there, God created that. It's beautiful. The sky, the birds, I look out there this morning, he created all that, he created us. And we have another opportunity to get it right. I have another opportunity to get it right. Each and every day is a new beginning. Amen. Amen. That was just on my heart this morning. Mm -hmm. um, welcome, Okola Lisa, good to see you. Okola Lisa, I wanted to say last week, there was such an anointing around you it's around you now, but there's been a, a, a anointing that's around you that's so great. So thank you. And I thank uh, Hashem for that. It's not me, it's Hashem. I, I know uh, Yahshua is surely using you. There, there's a great anointing that's been surrounding you that I've been seeing on you. Um, today's uh, topic is about Hanukkah and Christmas, this pagan holiday. So we're going to deal with that. Um, I'm going to start off by just saying a little bit, and then uh, Griff's going to do some teaching. I'm going to do a little bit more, and then we're going to have Rabbi Afshalon do some teaching. So when I thought about it, I'm thinking about some of these people who have declared to me that they're atheists and that they're Muslim 
and, and Buddha, even the, the people who do my nails and different things, but they all celebrating Christmas. Huh? Mm -hmm. Christmas is what? <laughs> Allegedly, it's supposed to be about what? The birth, birth, birth of, 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 of you don't even believe in him and you and you out there buying gifts. So that right there is is false. Just think about that. And I know some of the, my atheist friends who have declared to me are watching it and they're exchanging gifts. What are you exchanging? Easter keeping it real. What are you exchanging gifts for if you don't even believe in them in the first place? You out of order. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about that? So the next person who says, I don't believe in Yahshua, I don't believe in Jesus. Stop buying them gifts anyway. That saved you some extra money. Let's start there. And so the second thing is he was not born on December 25th. And so we're going to have some evidence. We're going to start with Griff with, with that. Um, it's a pagan holiday. It's, it, again, we go to capitalism, making money, Dow Jones, the stock market. And if we continue, you know, we can protest all we want to, but what United States care about is money. That's, that's what they care about. Even with this COVID thing, um, if that stock market crash, they're going to have a problem. They don't care about uh, shutting down. I know Governor Abbott don't care about uh, us Texans. He said that economy has to stay up. New York, California, Texas, and Florida, they keep the economy running. And they don't care if we die off. Long as that Dow Jones and that market stay up, that's what they care about. And that's what all these pagan holidays are really about. And Christmas was a biggie for me. It took me a while to say, you know what? And look this up. Griff is right. And so um, we've been doing the Hanukkah, which are the candles for the past five years. And we don't do any trees. We don't do any Christmas trees. We don't have any decorations anymore. And when we want to give somebody a gift, I'll have a, a, a gathering and I give it to when I get ready to. And so uh, we're going to start off with Griff. Uh, if you can go ahead and start, Brother Griff, uh, we look forward to your teachings. Um, I love you and thank you so much for opening my eyes and awakening me. Absolutely. Thank you for that, Sister Easter. Um, if you don't mind just making me co-host so I can go ahead and share my screen. Um, okay. so, so first and foremost, I'd like to start where Sister Easter left off there. Um, we celebrated Christmas all our life, right? Growing up, uh, that's all we knew. So we absolutely celebrated Christmas. Um, it was a tradition for us. It was a huge tradition for us, probably one of our biggest traditions where all the family got together and we exchanged presents, all the stuff that uh, some of some folks may still be doing. Now, I'll start here and say that when Yahweh came and when he gave me salvation, he also gave me knowledge of some things. Um, and through that knowledge, I then went and researched and we got to the bottom of what this actually is. So give me a second here. I'm going to share my screen. And I don't want to, and this is something that we always say, I always say, don't take my word for it. <laughs> you know, I'm just somebody who did the research. Go and look for yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to present to you different sources, different research, but it's always good to go and look for yourself. So you're not saying so-and-so said, but rather you're saying the Bible, the word said, and you're saying this is from history. So I'll always say that to you. But let me share my screen and then uh, we will continue moving forward here. So I wanna start off with a few uh, questions. Uh, if you can see my screen, give me a thumbs up. Okay. We can see it. Okay, I'm gonna start off with a few questions. These are just some basic questions here. 
um, that I want to think about before we jump into the teaching for today. So first and foremost, why do we celebrate Christmas on December 25th? Why that date out of all the dates? Next, why do we give one another presents? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll get back to that one in a second. Next, why do we put up a Christmas tree? Why do we put up wreaths? Was it actually Yeshua's birthday? And where is it in the Bible? Throughout the course of this uh, five to 10 minute teaching, all of these questions will be answered. Okay, so with that said, let's start with why do we celebrate on the 25th? I have two articles pulled up here. One's from Encyclopedia Britannica. Can't get more trustworthy than that, right? The Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, and then the other one's from history.com, which is the, uh, the, the History Channel's website. So I'm gonna just read here a little bit and I want you to just follow along with me as I read and let's see why December 25th. Why is that? Uh, and then as I'm reading this, you're gonna also hear a lot of the customs that you do. You'll also hear those come out within these articles. Okay, so um, I'm gonna start right here on the influence. The influence, so first and foremost, um, before I start jumping into this, what I want you to know is that Christmas is a continuation of a pagan holiday. They're gonna see it come out in the course of this study, but what Christmas actually is, and why we actually have this date, is because it's, it's a dedication to the god Saturn, okay? So the date of Christmas is truly, it's called Saturnalia as it was by its ancient names, and it was a dedication to the god Saturn of Rome uh, in ancient times. Um, so when they say Saturnalia here, understand that that's what that is. It's a celebration to the God of Saturn. Okay, so the influence of the Saturnalia upon the celebrations of Christmas and the new year has been direct. The fact that Christmas was celebrated on the birthday of the unconquered sun. Okay, uh, Saturn was a sun god. And so um, before, before Christmas, in the in the Roman in the Roman uh, tradition, they celebrated Saturnalia as a celebration of the birth of the unconquered sun. That's tricky, right? Because Yeshua kind of is the unconquered sun in another sense. So you see how they started to weave these narratives together to create this idea of Christmas. And so the birth of the birth of the unconquered sun gave the season a solar background connected with the calends of January, which is the Roman New Year, January first when houses were decorated with greenery and lights. Again, this is the holiday Saturnalia. You may still do this for Christmas because I know we did it growing up, Sister Easter and I uh, decorated the house with lights and all, that good, and, all, and all that kind of stuff. So what they do they, for Saturnalia, they decorated the house with greenery and lights and presents were given to children and to the poor, huh? Concerning the gift candles, the Romans had a story that an old prophecy um, was sent to Hades or to hell and to Saturn. Um, the ancient Latins interpreted this to mean human sacrifices, but according to legend, Hercules advised using lights. And so you see right there that this holiday was celebrated by decorating the house with lights and then giving presents. Isn't that interesting? That's exactly what we do for Christmas. But that was not Christmas, that was celebrating Saturnalia, okay? That was celebrating the Roman holiday of Saturnalia. 
Um, and so you see right there, first and foremost, where the date comes from, it's the date of the winter uh, solstice, the date of the unconquered sun. If you know what that means, that means that that's when the sun stops going. It's when the days start to, to lengthen again. As we know, in the wintertime, the days shorten, 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 shorten. But then it gets to a point, December 25th, where the days start to lengthen out again, where you get the long summers. Um, we see right here that uh, where the lights decorating the house comes from, we also see right here where giving gifts come from. Um, have you ever thought to yourself, why do you give each other gifts on somebody else's birthday? Doesn't make much sense. And then right, some people we, say, should, we should be giving Yahshua the gift. And exactly. the only gift we can give him is to love one another and to teach his word. So we're not, we, we supposed to be giving him the gift. It's his birthday. Exactly. And going to that point really quick, Sister Easter, some people may say, oh, well, the wise men gave Yahshua, Yeshua presents in the New Testament uh, for his birth. And that is absolutely untrue. The wise men did bring him presents, but they did not bring him presents on uh, when he was a newborn on his birthday. So that that uh, that scene that you see in front of churches, in front of all these churches, the, the, the nativity scene, that is a false depiction. The wise men did not come to, to Yeshua's bedside when he was an infant. As a matter of fact, in the scriptures, uh, what do we know that uh, King Herod says? Once he realizes that they're going to find Yeshua the savior, he makes a decree to kill every, uh, to kill every baby under two years old. Why does he do that, right? Why didn't he just say kill any newborn baby? Because they didn't make, because the wise men didn't make it to him, to Yeshua, until he was about between one and two years old. So it had nothing mm -hmm. to do with his birthday while they gave him those presents. Who gives an, an infant frankincense, myrrh, and gold, right? Frankincense <laughs> is a burial material. Why would you give that to an infant? It is very expensive back in those days. So they weren't coming to him just giving him gifts because he was born. They were giving him gifts because they saw his star in the sky and knew that he was that he was the he was the coming of the Lord. They knew who he was. They celebrate. They celebrated the Messiah. Exactly, the spirit of the Messiah. So mm -hmm. the fact that you think you should get gifts on that day is placing yourself in the spirit of the Messiah, which is insane. Um, but let me go to another article here, and let's dig a little bit deeper. So this is from History.com, another uh, extremely reliable source, and they attacked this question head on: Is Christmas a pagan holiday? <laughs> And again, this is history.com. Um, so the, in the beginning of this article, they which go through is, everything. Which is a reputable site. Absolutely. History.com is, is one right. of the most reputable, reputable history sites. Um, mm -hmm. So in the beginning of this article, just for context, they do the same thing. They go into what is Saturnalia. They show you that it is an ancient Roman holiday, that it was celebrated on the winter solstice, that it celebrates the Roman god, the pagan Roman god of Saturn. And it goes through that entire thing for you. But since we already did that, uh, I'm going to jump forward just a little bit here. Um, you see again that it was celebrated with, you wonder why you put reefs up in your home? Because they did it in Saturnalia, right? They did this celebration in Saturnalia. You wonder why we all get, the ho get that holiday off? Because they did for Saturnalia. Um, before I go any further, let me give a little brief context of, of the origins of the Roman Catholic Church. So we know that Constantine, if you ever heard of the city Constantinople, over in Turkey that was uh, founded by Constantine. He was an emperor in the Roman Empire around the fourth century uh, AD. At the time of his empire, Christianity was rising and he was persecuting Christians to try to remove them from his empire. But what ended up happening is 
since the script says Yeshua in the scripture says they will kill you for my name's sake, as they persecuted and killed these Christians, the population exploded because people looked at the scriptures or, or heard the word and they said, Wow, he said this would happen and it's happening. It must be the truth. So Constantine had this had this tension where even though he was trying to remove the Christians from his empire because they weren't buying into the financial structures, et cetera, et cetera. He had this tension because the more he killed, the more converted to Christianity. And so his empire was being ripped out from under him by the split between Christianity and paganism. And so because what did he do? The, the prophecy was being lived out. The prophecy was being lived out. So what did mm -hmm. he do? He said, if I can't beat him, I got to join him. And so Constantine converts to Christianity. Everybody, well, I have, I have no place to say, but most historians agree that it was not a true conversion. It was just for show so that he could reunite his empire. Once he did that, he then took, he said, okay, I can't, I can't just get rid of all of our old gods because that would upset half my empire. And I need a way to bring this other half of the empire into our traditions. And so he sets the, the birth date of Jesus on the day of Saturnalia. That makes it so the Romans who were pagans they still had their feast day. They still had their holiday. And then the Romans who were Christians, they then could come and celebrate with the pagan Romans. So he joined his empire through instituting things like Christmas. Um, but let's let's uh, move down here just a little bit and read. What, what, what in layman terms today we call a boss move. He did a boss move. He did a boss move. But in doing mm -hmm. that, what did he do? In doing that, he deceived people for generations and generations and generations. Most Christians back in that time would not acknowledge uh, Christmas. They were like, no, this is wrong. We know what this is. This is not the birth of our savior. But over time, as the trick, as, as we get further from the source, Christ, the Christian church started to, to embrace it more and more to the point where we now are putting Christmas trees and reefs up in the church. We now are giving gifts to one another as if this has anything to do with the Bible. I challenge anybody on this line, go read the Bible and tell me where you see Christmas celebrated. If you can find one scripture, and again, when the wise men brought the presence to Jesus, that is not Christmas. That is a tradition of finding the, seeing the, the star in the sky, seeing the messianic spirit and going to celebrate that messianic spirit. Um, also, if you look in Luke 1, Luke 1 tells you about when Elizabeth was pregnant, she was six months, and then the angels went to Mary and said, you're, pre you're pregnant, you're going to conceive, immaculate conception, and at the time, it says, Elizabeth is pregnant right now, the six months, and that's in Luke 1 and 36, but the whole Luke 1 talks about that, so we know that John the Baptist was born in March, March, April. May, June, July, August, September. So Yeshua was born in September. That's the month he was born in. Absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely, sister. So now I'm going to read. Uh, here's an excerpt from um, from History.com. Is Christmas a pagan holiday? Again, you don't believe me? Believe the research and believe uh, the scholarly websites. Um, so I'm going to read this really quick. Thanks to the Roman Empire's conquest in Britain and the rest of Europe from second century BC to the fourth century AD and their suppression of older seasonal rites practiced by the Celts and other groups, today's Western cultures derive many of their traditional celebrations of midwinter from Saturnalia. Okay, here we go again. 
the Christian holiday of Christmas especially owes many of its traditions to the ancient Roman festival, including the time of year Christmas is celebrated. The Bible does not give a date for Yeshua's birthday, for Yeshua's birth. In fact, as Sister Easter just said, some theologians have concluded he was probably born in spring as suggested by references to shepherds and sheep in the nativity story. But by the fourth century AD, Western Christian churches settled on celebrating Christmas on December 25th, which allowed them to incorporate, hear this now, which allowed them to incorporate the holiday with Saturnalia and other popular pagan midwinter traditions. Pagans and Christians coexisted not always happily during this period. And this likely represented an effort, once again, this represented an effort to convince the remaining pagan Romans to accept Christianity as Rome's official religion. Before the end of the fourth century, many of the traditions of Saturnalia, again, many of the traditions of Saturnalia, including giving gifts, singing, lighting candles, feasting, and merrymaking have become absorbed by the traditions of Christmas as many of us know them today. The entire holiday of Christmas is a pagan holiday. Where it's I started on this, where I started on this was, is it, you know, okay, I don't wanna celebrate Christmas, I know the roots, but is it bad to celebrate Christmas? And that was a question I had to kick around for a while until Yahweh gave me clarity on it. It says in our scriptures again and again and again to not assimilate and to not take on the ways of the nations that we would go to. As a matter of fact, let me go back to my sheet here. Um, let's go ahead and I'm going to read, I'm going to pull up this verse really quick. Uh, and let's read this verse from Jeremiah 10, verse 3 through 4. Let's read this quickly. Um, so a lot of us, you know, we have the tradition of the, of, the, of the Christmas tree. And this was the verse where I realized this isn't just something that's harmless. This is something that is against the word of God. So let's read this, Jeremiah 10 verses, uh, Jeremiah 10. Yeah, we, never, we never want to go against the word of God. Exactly. We have to awaken from this. We have to awaken. Go ahead, Brother Graham. Jeremiah 10, verse 3 through 4. This is coming out of the ESV. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold, they fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Um, if I kept reading here in Jeremiah, actually, let me go ahead and, and pull up Jeremiah 10 in its entirety. But what do we see there? We see that in the Old Testament, the prophet of Jeremiah told us, I'm gonna actually go ahead and read here from the beginning. Hear the word, this is uh, again, again, Jeremiah 10. And you see the, head, the heading here is idols and the living God. Mm. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel, thus says the Lord. Learn not the ways of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an ax by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move. Pause there for a second. Is that not what you do with your Christmas tree? Is exactly. that exactly what, I don't care if it's an artificial tree at this point, the, 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 the point is still the same. 
take a tree from the forest, bring it into your house, fasten it with nails, right? Set it so that it doesn't move and then decorate it with silver and gold, decorate it with your little lights and everything else. This is exactly what Yahweh says not to do. It's not just something that is harmless. It's not like, oh, it's tradition. It is what it is. I'm just, no, he gives a commandment against it. Right here in and Jeremiah, it says, don't do idol. that. It's an idol. And he said, put nothing before him. That's it the is first idolatry. It is idolatry. No other way around it. It is idolatry. I just showed you where it comes from. You know it's a pagan holiday. And then the centerpiece of it, the Christmas tree, is giving thanks to another God. By celebrating Christmas, you have removed, we have removed ourselves from a monotheistic God and given praise to Saturn, given praise to a God that is not our God. There is no way around it. Every single tradition in Christmas, from present giving to the tree, to the lights, to the wreaths, every to the songs, to the songs, every to the to that I, I little don't, jolly old man that you sit on his lap. That's a don't lie. Don't get me started on Santa Claus. Santa Claus is literally set up as a false god. Think about this. He he sits in the he sits in the sky. He sees all of your deeds, good and bad. And then he judges you for it and gives you your your uh, recompense on this naughty day. Or nice, whether you're naughty or nice, uh huh. Preach. Son. Isn't that the place of God to sit there and judge humankind? Where is this jolly old white man? It's his place to judge us. Think about and then think about this. We will lie to our children and tell them that Santa Claus got them gifts. We will lie to them their whole childhood and tell them, "Oh, Santa's real." You better be good because he's watching as if he's God, as if he's Yahweh in the flesh. You better be good because he's watching. He'll give you a lump of coal. And then these parents go out and buy these gifts and their kids don't even know how much they had to sacrifice. And, and then they'll teach them about this Santa Claus and won't even teach them about Yahshua. They don't Israel. even teach them about what the meaning of it is anyway, which is it, Yahshua. It, if, they, if they believe that, then teach them about Yahshua and his goodness and his love. And and going back to one of your earlier points on this call, uh, Sister Easter, you were talking about the fact that um, you talk about the fact that all of these traditions and all of these things they uh, they they're they're not rooted in anything that's biblical. They're not rooted in anything that that is uh, productive for the Christian life. And I want to take it a step further, and I want to say that Christmas is idolatry. Not only is it something that is not rooted in our beliefs, it is something that God, Yahweh, literally speaks against. Because it was it's happening, it was happening in ancient days. In the days of Jeremiah, they were worshiping the god Asher. They were taking trees out of the forest, putting them in their house, and celebrating them. It says and right then, here that that is idolatry. Back, and then to go back what I said from the beginning, and I'm not uh, talking about anybody's religion, but we got the Buddha who won't go to church with you. You got the atheists that want to go to church with you, but they want to celebrate this Christmas with you. And, and Sister, Easter, why is that? We know that that's because it is not a, there's no spirit of conviction on Christmas because it's not, it has nothing to do with Yeshua. If it did, then these people would hate Christmas just like they hate Yeshua. Amen. Right? That's what but, I was getting to. Right. But, but because it is, uh, a, a holiday rooted in false in false idolatry, it doesn't matter. They just say, oh, we're just giving gifts. We're just doing all this stuff. 
in the well, same they'll, join, they'll join in that because it's pagan and it's used to people advantage to get something for gain you know i used to not want to i used to not want to condemn christmas it was just like oh you know you do your thing i'm gonna do mine um but you th there's no way us as christians us as hebrews us as believers in the one true god there's no way that we're continuing this holiday it everything everything we know preaches against it and i just want to stamp this one last time by saying that not only is it uh non-biblical but it is actually idolatry people people think that's an old out-of-date word like oh no one's worshiping idols these days that's a lie we got shows called american idol in our society where we shamelessly set idols up but beyond that look at our traditions this is idolatry i'm gonna leave it right there for today sister Easter. thank you i'm gonna put it the screen back and you're done uh sharing screens correct yes should be back to all of us now okay i'm gonna take you back off the host thank you so much griff we appreciate it uh griff you have to give it back to me as the host because you are now Yep, I'll put you back on there. So you, you've you heard Griff say it, you've heard my part in it, and I want you to think about that part, what, which if these other religions outside of Christianity are celebrating it, why are they celebrating it? They're celebrating it because they know it's a pagan holiday. They're celebrating because they know they're not worshiping Yahshua when they do it. They're celebrating it because it's a, it's a game. It's adultery, like he said. So they don't really care about it because if it was representing Yahshua, they wouldn't be allowed to do it. You got to think about it. The devil, your trick is up. The gig is up. We're exposing you. We are the light. Yahshua is the light. We are his children. The awakening has happened. Quit going for broke for these pagan holidays. You, if you want your kid to have the sneaker, the PS, whatever, everybody run up getting this PS5 game out there fighting on um, black, what they call Black Friday. Like black gotta be the dark day. And we know, and the biblically it says, black was the color. If you were leprosy and white, that's when you had the problem. That's when the problem came. That's when the rabbis and everybody come in and isolate you and examine you if you had white spots on you. And this is not being racist, this is biblical. We've given you scriptures to back it up. Black is beautiful. Black is the original color. The melanin, Easter keeping it real. Once you know better, you'll do better. Once you know your power, you can move mountains. I've heard people say, well, your, your, your generation, the black people, the Hebrew Israelites have been destroyed because the families have been destroyed. Someone told me it'll take four generations to get us back. That ain't what Yahshua said, but God. We can get it back now. It can start today. We can start building our families right now, today. We can turn from those ways and do what we're supposed to do. Uh, we have our great Rabbi Avshalom here. We always look forward. There's power running here. You heard Brother Griff. Now we're going to have Rabbi Avshalom. If you could take it over, we look forward to your teaching. Mm. Well, Shabbat Shalom. Let me start Shabbat off by shalom. saying, Baruch Atah Adonai, Elohim, 
Asher Kishan, Israel, Torah, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us and yes. commanded us to study the Torah. That was a wonderful teaching. Bless the name of the Lord. Wonderful. Yes, teaching. it was. Adultery. Yeah. Adulterous yeah. nation. And I was I part of it. Forgive me, I'm Hey, hey, hey. Forgive <laughs> me, Lord. I'm sorry. You got to <laughs> repent. I'm repenting. You got to repent from that idolatry. Don't worship idols. Don't worship idols. Yeah. Everyone has to repent. And if you really study the scripture, you'll find out that it is a time of rededication. Rededicate. The, the feasts of the Lord are all about rededication and returning to the Lord, not giving yes. gifts to men. Amen. Yes. So, so there's one thing I want to add to you, uh, to, to Brother uh, Griff's uh, teaching, and, and that's from the prophets, right? Just like Jeremiah, the prophet, Ezekiel had a prophecy about what was going on in the leadership, okay? the leadership of the congregation. And it says in chapter eight of Ezekiel, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do the whole prophecy, but I just wanna do this before I get into the, uh, the Feast of Dedications. So in, in chapter eight of Ezekiel, verse 14, it says, next he brought me to the entrance of the north gate of the house of the Lord. Now you know that it's talking about the place of worship, right? He says, uh -huh. and there sat a woman bewailing Tammuz. Okay, now Tammuz is tied to the winter solstice. It's also tied to, again, worshiping of idols. Okay, Tammuz is the name of a month, but it also was one of the names of the gods that were worshiped on the 25th of, 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 on the winter solstice. Okay, so he actually gives you the name that the uh -huh. women, he says, the women are worshiping. He said to me, have you seen, O oh mortal, and, and, and you should see even more terrible abominations than these. He calls it an abomination, worshiping Tammuz. So that oh. 25th day of December is all about Tammuz. They changed the name in many times, uh, but it's still the same, whether it be, you know, and it talks about Diana uh, and all these things are pagan worship. So Tammuz. again, pagan yes, worship. Pagan, yes. pagan worship, yeah. So be aware that the children of Israel are groping in darkness. And when you give them a light and they reject that light, the, the prophecy comes forward. It says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Lack of you have knowledge. to finish that by saying, because you reject knowledge, I reject you. So that all ties in to the children of Israel. It's not about the world nations. This is about Israel. This is about the people that are in covenant relationship with the Father, okay? So if you're rejecting this teaching and it is truth and it is substantiated through scripture and with scripture, the prophets, and you reject that, then you are rejecting knowledge and you are rejected. In essence, you are rejecting yourself. See, the Father's not rejecting you, you're rejecting yourself. Uh -huh. right? because you have disobeyed the teachings. So I just want to admonish you, if you've heard this teaching, if you're hearing this teaching, whenever you hear it, take heed to it. This, this teachings have been going on for a long time and still, we still are destroyed uh, as a people because we have rejected this knowledge. You, you take rejected. heed to it and we're doing it because 
of the salvation. Yeah. We want to make it in. We're telling you this about your salvation because now you know you're held accountable. And that's what you want to do. That's what we're here for is to save people and for you to save others, for you to spread the word too. Yeah. So so I, I, again, I admonish you to, to read the scripture and then begin to act upon it. I know it's difficult because you, you've grown up you know, generationally mm -hmm. in the church, okay? But now is the time to change. And if you get into a congregation, and I'm talking to the leadership, I'm not talking to the congregation, I'm talking to the leadership. My message is to those, those shepherds, the Rohi, the Rohim, that are leading the people astray. Your punishment is gonna be greater and the greatest of all because you're hearing this teaching. If you are in ministry and you are hearing this teaching or these teachings and you are rejecting them and you're telling your, your people, well, that was for the Jews or that was then, but we're not in the New Testament. You are a liar and you are listening to the father of lies. And I'm not gonna sugarcoat that. You are a liar and you are a deceiver. You're acting in deceit. Follow the scripture. The Torah. We are we are the Jews. We are the original Jews. Yeah. So we need to be following. Yeah. And so original Jews, you're blinded if you're not obeying the Torah. That is the contract agreement. Okay. There are some things I can be lenient on, but there are other things that I want. And when you're breaking the second command, and when you're breaking that command and building setting up idols, then I must stand strongly against that. Okay. And, and, and it doesn't matter whether you're blood kin or not. If you're doing it, you're wrong. Okay, you're wrong. Okay, so let me ease up a little bit now and go into it. <laughs> let me ease up a little bit. I, no, no, we, no we, we, came okay. here, we came here today to go in about it. We're, we're, not, we're not sugarcoating that. We're not easing up. You can't say you didn't hear it. When you stand before the gate, you can't say you wasn't told. You're, he has sent his service in this day and this hour to give out the good word. Go, and, go ahead, and, Rabbi. And Rabbi, am I? It, is it false in saying that uh, Yeshua said, "If you love me, you in John, if you love me, you will keep my commandments." So wouldn't that be for all Christians? Yes, us as the as the Israelites, we have a, a certain um, a certain responsibility to be the light and to be the ones that that produce that light in the world or, or give off that light in the world. But looking in John, should the, any Christian in today's day and age be celebrating Christmas. Let me put it to you this way. In Christianity, it is taught that Jesus is God. Right? It's taught that. They go by, and it's, and it's a beautiful scripture that is repeated all the time. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Right? It's there. So if you say that Jesus is God, and one of the first, uh, the when you start getting into his command, he says, have, you should have no other, I'm the God that delivered you out of the world system, out of Egypt. You should have no other God before me, right? That's Tammuz is the other God, Tammuz, right? That's another God. He said, you should not erect a, 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 an image or create an image of anything to bow down and worship. If you're a Catholic, you bow down to statues, you bow down to Tammuz. So if you say Yeshua is God, he said, don't do that. That's his, he said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Those are the two right there. You're breaking right away. Bam, bam. Top two, top 10, top 2%, right? Mm -hmm. You're breaking those. 
I mean, more than one time a year, continually. So he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And you say, Jesus is God. Okay. Then you're convicted. You're guilty as charged. The case against you has been won, right? Prima facie evidence. You are erecting a tree. You are bowing down to Tammuz. Those are the two. You're doing it right now. And then you turn around and you say, okay, the first day of the week is the day of worship. Bam, you hit him again. Keep the Sabbath. It is holy. Mm -hmm. So Christendom, Christians, those who say you're following Jesus, you need to straighten up. You need to open your eyes and see you're walking around and you're groping in the darkness, right? And you're doing these things and you're destroying the law or the, the, the savior that you worship. Mm -hmm. You're doing it. You have no cloak of ignorance anymore. It's been removed. And, and Rabbi, and it, yeah. Isn't it interesting, Rabbi, how we put the gifts under the tree and literally bow down to the tree to get the gifts from under there? Us and our kids all go and bow, to, literally bow down yeah. under the yeah. tree every December 25th and get our gifts out of there. Isn't that that's interesting? the way you get it, right? You got to bow yeah. to it. You got to bow down to it. Wow. Yeah, and that's Tabu. That's the, that's the Asher's pole. Again, God Asher's, Asher's pole. Yeah. That's right. The pole. So you bow down to that pole, yeah. right? And you're doing it for that for that day. I mean, it, you know, you're doing all this stuff for that day. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with Yeshua. Hamashiach ben David has nothing to do with him. Has and nothing the, with, and the to devil do with knows that. That's why he celebrates it. And yeah. I, the, when I say the devil, I'm not talking about the people I'm talking about entering people. It's a, it's a yeah. spirit too. So he's using yeah. people then to say, hey, I know that's a that's a pagan holiday, so I'm gonna celebrate it with them. Yeah. Well, he couldn't destroy them. Uh, again, every time he tried to destroy them, we started to multiply. So he know that he can't kill us. So instead, he just said, well, I just assimilate them into my system, into Baal exactly. worship. I'll the just trick assimilate. of the enemy, the trick of the devil. Yeah. yeah. And so he, and, that, and that's the way to do it, right? Assimilate you into the system and make it pleasant to you, pleasant to the eyes and sweet to the taste. And you just eat it all the time and you'll enjoy it. And then you'll offer it to other people. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? Should sound familiar. It was in the garden. He did. He has not changed his tactics. He presents it to you, right? Same tricks. See, you, with your cakes and all this he, good food that you he's have. Very, he's, he's very deceptive, very sneaky. Yeah. That yeah. snake on its belly. Right. Well, what does it say about him in Genesis? He was the most cunning. He was the most yeah. subtle, right? He was cunning, but in a very, very, in a way that was hard to detect, the most subtle of the cunning beasts. And so he does it in ways which you, you know, it, it's hard I mean, to he, see. He's such yeah. a liar. It's like giving some kids some candy and raping them. It's just like yeah. that. It's like, here, kid, kid, you can get in the car and then what? Taking their lives. Yeah. Sneaky. So yeah, give you some candy. Get a and we have to be harsh about it because it's the time to waken. We have to be harsh about this because it, it, it was it was hard for me to say, hey, and I started looking this up and I'm saying, oh, this is a pagan holiday, huh. but it's the truth. And we're here yeah. to tell you the truth because we have got to get, we have got to awaken and we have got to move forward. Time, yeah. we don't have that 40 years to wander in the wilderness. The 400 years is up. We're not going to do 40 years on a seven, a, a 21 day journey. Yeah. And the root, root of it is, where is your heart? 
do you really have a sincere desire to follow the God of Israel? If that's true, if you really want to worship the Father through his son, Yeshua, your heart has to be open to receive the goodness of the word. It said, those that have a willing heart, let them come. Those that have a willing heart. So if you have a desire, a true desire to come back to the Father and to worship him, if you say, I'm already with him, then turn and obey his commandments. Okay. And it's not a difficult thing to do. Sure, and people it, have it says, by tradition. It says, yeah. seek you first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. He'll give you the desires of, of, of your heart. And once I started doing that and I started having an awakening, I haven't wanted for anything. Truly, I haven't. Once you start giving yourself and, and, and doing the will of God, he, he, he supplies all your needs. He gives you everything you need and the desires of your heart. You'll start, you'll start just blessings will start chasing you. You won't even have to look for it. They'll start chasing you when you're in the standing and you're in the right standing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> we going oh, to take turns on this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Let me, let me give you something else. Uh, if you go to book of Luke, if you read the book of Luke and, and I don't, I have an Aramaic version of the, the Britannishah, the New Testament. I have an Aramaic version. So it reads a little different and it gives a different teaching on um, what you see in the King James Version. Um, and it's, you know, I, I still read from the King James, but, you know, in a, I read with a different uh, light, okay? So here in the Aramaic Bible, in uh, chapter one of Luke, verse 24, and I'm just doing this quickly. And I, if you, you know, and just be, you know, this is a Yeshua, Yeshiva style teaching, right? In other words, we're here, we're like at a panel and we're discussing, right? We are discussing the days that are coming up. Now on the 10th of, of, of well, uh, on the 10th of December is um, Hanukkah, right? So we're mm -hmm. preparing for that. And, and, and so it gives you a chance to, instead of worshiping the pagan gods, then you can turn to the God of Israel, right? And do it at the proper time, Feast of Dedications. And this is what this is all about. We're trying to get you to come to the Feast of Dedication, okay? Come to the Feast of Dedication. And some say the Feast of Lights, you know? So, it, you know, so it's all about rededicating your life to the Father. That's what it is. And last month we had, um, you know, seeked, and it was all about rededicating and committing yourself to the Father. That's what it's all about. That's what it's about. It's not about gifts to, uh, to men, right? It's not. It's about worshiping the Father. So, and, verse 24, and, go and ahead. Last week, just to add real quick, we talked about the Hanukkah. We talked about the menorah. So, you get your menorah, you get your candles, and you start, you can light one, uh, it's from the 10th to the 18th. So, you light your one candle that day, you say your prayer. And it says, let your light shine. You should put it in a window and let the candle burn all the way down. Then the second day, you take uh, the middle candle and you do your two lights. You, you light two and put the middle candle down there, let it burn down. Then the next day, you do your three all the way up. And that's why I usually have the nine, because with the eight days, that last one, you'll have them all lit. You put them in the window. And that was just 
to, to let your light shine and you're saying your prayers for those eight days. So Griff and I, we've been celebrating that. There are certain prayers, but you can just start off with your own prayer until you get this. It's a process. So you yeah. can start with your own prayers or you can look up the prayers that you should be saying daily. Well, go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, yeah, And you're just praying and saying, Father, we thank you for the Feast of Lights. You know, we thank you for the opportunity to rededicate ourselves. And even as the temple was, re, as the, the altar is rededicated at a time of, you know, the Hasmoneans, so, so it is with us now. We have been defiled by the world system. Think about that. We have been defiled by the world system. So here at the Feast of Lights or Feast of Dedication, we have an opportunity, another opportunity to rededicate ourselves to the Lord. Now, now I'm glad you said that because now I'm going to have to back, I'm going to have to change again. You know, during this time, historically, and I'm not reading it, I'm just going to say this all, because again, this is what we're talking about. It was at that same time on the 25th of Keslev, or, or Keslev, you know, ours is a solar lunar system, so it rotates back and forth in that book, that month of December, but it's eight days, right? So say the 10th of December, this year is the day of our, so it was on the 10th of December at the time, right, of, of, uh, uh, of the ancient days, when the the altar was was destroyed or the temple was destroyed at the on the same day, and the altar was defiled with the pig, okay. Uh -huh. And Jacob uh -huh. Epiphanes, we know he's the one that defiled it. So that on say on the tenth of December, right? So three years later, on the tenth of December, the Hasmoneans or Jonathan Maccabeans they got together and they rededicated, right? Rededicated the temple. They, they tore down the old one that had been defiled, removed all the stones, and then went and got new stones that had not been, uh, uh, a hammer had not touched. And they restructured the altar, and they took the old stone and put them aside, waiting for a prophet to come and tell them what to do with those old stones. So they rededicate the temple. They go ahead and for eight, they, they do this, eight days of this dedication thing going on, and they're anointing with oil, and they're lighting the candle. Okay, the menorah is what they're lighting, not a Hanukkah, but a menorah. So what that symbolizes is you as a, as a child of the most high God, being in the world system, being destroyed, or we were leveled, we were raised when we were we were kicked out of Israel. We were our our temple was raised, our bodies were were raised, or, or should I say defiled. And so what had to happen is what has to happen is now that we realize that we've been we've been tainted by the world system through these teachings right and through the changing of our ways through learning torah and the true understanding of what yeshua taught or is teaching right that we must rededicate ourselves to the lord we must we must cleanse ourselves we must do a as a, a physical tikva or physical immersion along with a spiritual immersion, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and being dipped in the water, right? We have to do these things, right? Because it, it is the, the Feast of Dedications that they did then was just a physical representation of what we are to do today. So as you're receiving the word, it is, it is actually in effect spiritually rededicating your life to the Father, all right? Mm -hmm. Through his son, through his son's teaching. So that's why you pray in the name of Yeshua, because you're doing it in, in, in the authority of his teachings, right? You're returning to the Father under the, the, under the teaching, the authority of his Son. And when you do that, you are born of the Father, 
right? So we want to rededicate ourselves so we can be reborn under the Father, not born of the will of the flesh or the will of man, but a born of God. I'm going back to John again. And so this is what is going, this is what is taking place. But when you reject this teaching, you reject the cleansing, you reject the rededication, you're rejecting the Father. The very one you're rejecting Yeshua, the very one that you say you worship, you're rejecting. So now you stay in the world system. And it gets worse for you, not only for you, but down to the 10th generations of your children, that curse goes forward because you reject them. He says to hundred, you know, if you read the scripture, it tells you generationally you have curses because you're rejecting the good word of God. Now, this is a hard teaching because I'm giving you some reality of why the, the African-American can never rise above the bottom is because generationally. And because of your fathers, when they have, and we're, this is not the first time this teaching has gone forward. This teaching, these teachings have gone forward generations back. But in that generation, our, our forefathers rejected that teaching. And so now we're saying, well, it takes four generations to get out. No, it doesn't take four generations to get out. But what the problem is, is that in each generation, we are rejecting the teaching, the very teachings that will cleanse us and allow us to rededicate ourselves to the father. You cannot rededicate yourself to the Father and still put up a tree. You cannot rededicate yourself to the Father and still follow the ways and the customs of the nations. The prophets say, do not follow the ways of the nations. Do not learn the ways of the nations. And as long as you continually do these things, you will stay in the same state. You will never change. I don't care how much education you get. I don't care how much you do, how many good deeds you do. It means nothing because again, the Buddhists, the Muslim, and atheists do a lot of good things, but they do it in vain. They do it in vain because they are not worshiping the God of Israel, right? They're not worshiping the God of Israel. So if you persist in doing those things against the teachings of God, you are rejecting God. Amen. That's why we're in the United States of America. That's why we're in Europe. That's why we're in South America and Central America. That's why we're in Russia and China. And, and, and India. That's why we're there because our forefathers rejected the teachings of Yeshua. Uh -huh. Came to re reconcile us to the Father because we had so. Look at this. What was going on in Yeshua's time? Uh. This is what was going on. I know I'm not. I'm not giving you out of straight out, but you can go well, and, and preach. Preach, Preach. That what I'm saying is true. If you go to Luke right. and you do the research, you'll find that. According to the scripture, right? Uh -huh. When when Mary went to 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 visit uh, Elizabeth, that it was in the sixth month of John's life uh, of his uh -huh. carrying him, and then three months later he was born, and then six months later Yeshua is born, which puts it in the fall of the year. You read that book, and you'll see that it's going on. If you want to know, it's there. See, the the, the scripture is there. It's in the book of Luke, and it's in the, that the Luke is the New Testament. Yeah. It's all and in Matthew, Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? The first four, the top four, it's in there. Uh -huh. Luke was a very educated man. And he put this in there so that you would have the truth before your face. And if read, you have that along Bible, with the prophets. Read, read your Bible, that's right. It's there. You have no excuse. Again, as you should say, I've taken away the cloak of ignorance from them. See? It's, you, it, you're exposed. 
and I'm talking to the leadership. Lack of knowledge. That's right. I'm I'm thinking to those leaders who continue to lead the people down the path of darkness and destruction mm. and say, we're doing this in, in the name of Jesus. And then, so we're going to put this tree up, you know, and worship Jesus. When you actually infect some people, we're going to continue in Tamu's worship. You see, we're going to do this. And, and, and don't let no, no Jew tell you, don't know, don't let no, none Israelites tell you any different because we're not under the law anymore. Mm. See, and Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandment. And then they say, Jesus is God. And then he says, if you love me, keep my commandment. And you say, we're going to put a trip. And he said, you're following the ways of Tammuz. And the, and the mm. preachers are saying, don't listen to what they say. You're a mm. liar and you're a thief. And your mm. father is the father of lies. And you're following him and you're leading the people down this path of destruction. And you're telling them that everything's going to be all right. Just keep calling on the name of Jesus. And you are a liar and you are a thief. And I will not sugarcoat that. So for you that are not in leadership position, you listen to this, flee. Run from them as quickly as you can and find okay. yourself a teacher. Grab hold to those that are keeping Torah, that are keeping the, the scripture as it is written and be, begin to do those things and teach your babies. Run from them. Uh -huh. Get into, get, take part of the exodus. This is, a, this is the exodus situation happening right now. Moshe uh -huh. you know, is teaching, Yeshua is teaching, the prophets are teaching you, get hold to this Exodus and come across and get out. Come on up with us and receive the teaching and get the truth of what's going on. You know, don't go by what I say, go by the scripture, what the scripture says. Do yes. the research. You know, it says, it says, listen, it says at Antioch, they would begin, they 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 were first called Christians at Antioch. Oh. We're going to Antioch today. That's where we headed to for the church. Antioch, preach. Yeah, yeah. Preach, that, that's what they would call it. And it mm -hmm. stuck. And it stuck. They would mm -hmm. call Christians, and it stuck. The devil Just is a like, liar. It ain't sticking anymore. Yeah, we are yeah, free. And, yeah, it stuck. Yeah. They put that on there. And all the time, the Romans were, again, the politicians of the day had it in mind. This is how we'll get the masses of the people. Mm -hmm. We'll appease the masses of the people. And we will get the power and we'll keep them under control. Now, how do we do that? We start giving them games to keep them and, and pleasure, things of pleasure to keep their minds off, make, th make them think everything is all right. You see? And so, again, that goes into and say, well, how are we going to get the money? How are we going to get the money for the people? They're going to do it by what? Commerce. Things and presents. Uh -huh. Things and presents. Mm -hmm. Right uh -huh. now, they're going to get rich. You know, the rich are going to get richer. You know, poor gonna get poor. And then they put give up this little money. gift on the TV, and all the kids want it. And they put what's popular, and everybody want it, and everybody gonna buy it. And whoo, that 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 market goes sky high. We gonna be rich today. In, uh -huh. the, mean, in the meantime, December, and none of that money comes back to our communities. Go in ahead. the meantime, December yeah. to January is the most depressing months of the year. Then this is this is studies have shown that this is the most of, how, how is Christmas, the birth, the birth of Christ, how is that the most depressing time of year? How do those two things go together? Think about the it. suicidal, the suicidal rate is up because you can't buy a gift because you didn't sell, you didn't gave all your money away for your rent and your bills. And then now you're depressed. Yep. And they want to commit Also that it doesn't the start in December. It starts in September. 
they've virtually stopped the celebration of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. The commercialism starts in September so they can get your money earlier. Mm -hmm. So you put away, and they even in business have a Christmas fund so you can put your money away just for that. So they have planned your money and your life. Get out of Egypt. Run away. Run away. And, and, and the quote Elisa said it last week. If you're celebrating Yahshua, where his gift at? What, what you doing for him? Are you spreading his word? Are you spreading his love? Are you teaching about him? No. That's not popular. It's not popular. So why do we do it? I want to be, everybody wants to be a part of something. We want to be a part of, even in our dress, even in our hair, everything that we do, we want to be a part. We want to look like, instead of looking like who we are. We need to learn how to be ourselves and run away from popularity. So, so be aware and, 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 and don't, don't be surprised. You know, I, I, I see people of every religion acknowledging Christmas. Uh-huh. acknowledging Christmas when in fact we should not and, and we see like a cold Lisa said okay so now they want the the, the bigger lips the the, the 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 breasts and the the buttocks and stuff those are attributes that we have so let's take control of this Christmas thing since you want to copy that copy that we shutting down this Christmas thing and follow that we we are the leaders the world is waiting on us once we start leading they'll follow yeah, we've seen it already. Exactly. The only way they follow our dress, they follow our dance, they follow our body type, they follow our hair, they follow our music. They want to be us. What is the biggest business? Tanning. I want to be brown. Right. Hmm. So follow on this too. Shut it down. We take control. We have the power. We are the leaders. Know who you are. The grain of a mustard seed. We can move mountains. We got this. Oh, go yeah. ahead, Rabbi Offshore. We're gonna go ahead and wrap it up because we yeah. we gonna uh, go and uh, join the family, which is not biblically on a Saturday, but we're gonna get into that later on too in the teachings of when funerals should be in how many days. But go ahead, Rabbi Offshore. We're gonna uh, go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, you know this thing is the only way that we can get out of this thing. You know, is again people have to have a willing heart and. Even Yeshua, being the anointing in the earth, if you believe Yeshua is Messiah, meaning the anointed, right? They rejected the anointed because they didn't want to come out of the world system. And right now, look at us. Now, they won't say it to your face, but when you're not there, they'll talk about you because you're, you know, you're obeying the Torah. And, and, and this is a spiritual thing. This is not a physical thing. This is spirit this is and the only way to this to do to do to put this spirit under control is through the anointing through mashiach right and so it's a time of doing it's a time of prayer and then doing and when we see people doing it you don't you know say why are you doing it ask a question you know um especially family people they, you know it's it's like do you understand why you're doing that you know and it's, it's the, it, again, it goes back to that, the eagle going and seeing his brothers down there with the chicken say, why are you doing that? Who told you that? You saw an answer with my parents, my daddy, my granddaddy, you know, but you got to say, look, 
at some point in time, you've got to make the decision to follow the scripture for yourself. Right. You know, that's why it, it talks about bottom mitzvah. And that's why it talks about the age of 20, the age of accountability. Let everyone that has the age of accountability go forward. Because those are the times when you have to start making the decision, you know, mm -hmm. not based on what your parents said, because Abraham disobeyed his parents when it came to the word. You have to look at the following example. That's why Abraham's story is in the scripture. That's why he is the father of our belief system is because he grew up in a house of pagans, just like us. He grew up in a nation of paganism. He grew up in that nation. Peer group pressure was all around him. They mm. wanted to kill Abraham. He, his father had to hide in him in a cave so they wouldn't kill him because he was destroying their idols. And that's where we are today. We are in the same place of Abraham. Every man that believes God, that wants to believe God, is in the same place of Abraham. You're looking at the star and you say, the, ooh, look at the stars. They must be God. And then the light comes and they disappear and say, well, that can't be God because it's gone. And then you see the sun. You say, ooh, the sun, that must be God. And then mm -hmm. you look and then the sun goes out and it gets dark. You say, well, that couldn't be God because it's gone. He said, there must be a God that created everything. That's, That's the right. thinking of Abraham. That's what was going on to Abraham. That, that can't be God. The God, I, I worship, he can't see him, but he's around everywhere. So he went back to his father's house. He said, father, that's not a God. He began to reveal to his father, that's not God. The idols you have, they're not God. He knocks his idols or he breaks his father's idols and says, well, you know, tell your idol to fix itself. You know, uh -huh. so that's what we are. Everyone in this nation has to make a decision to be like Abraham. Follow the example of it. I am not going to become a, a continuing idol worship. I'm not going to continue to follow the ways of the nations that are around me. We have to make each individual have to make the Abrahamic decision to walk away. And once you walk away from that world system and their ways, then the covenant will come to light to you. Then you will begin to get the truth of the word of God. Then you yeah. will manifest in your life. You will begin yes. to see the manifestation of the power of God in your life. And not only in your life, the life of your children and your children's uh -huh. children. So I'm talking generationally now, but you are that are listening today, that are hearing our voice today, you have to make the decision. You have to make the decision. Don't wait on somebody else to do it. Don't wait on your, your, your spiritual leaders to do it. You make the decision today. Uh -huh. Abraham's father was high up in the ranks of the, of the, the society in his time, that he went against his father who was high up, right? in that time okay amen High up in that time he went against him and he was promoted in the kingdom of god because of it he was the first of israel or yasar el the first of those going to god in his time i'm not, not i'm saying in his time mm -hmm. right in his time he was the first going to well thank you we're gonna have to be like abraham we're coming out of this Griff, did you want to add anything to this before we close out? Um, I just wanted to reiterate something that, that Rabbi said earlier um, in that understand the reason we're here, the reason our brothers and sisters are in Central America, South America, everything else, the whole reason is because yeah. of what we're talking about right now, a resistance to getting back to the statutes and commandments of our God. That's why we're here. 
because we disobeyed. Forget about, you know, uh, so-and-so came to Africa and took us. Forget about all that. The reason that was allowed was because of our disobedience. So now you have a choice before you. Either you're going to continue in that disobedience, continue taking on the ways of the nations, continue in everything that got us 400 years of, of slavery, oppression, etc., or you can choose to get back to these commandments, get back to these statutes, get back to the things that our father gave us and set a future for your for your children. For Because right. he said, uh, I will visit your iniquity to three or four generations, but I will visit your obedience to thousands of generations. So mm. now it's our choice. Oh, man. Okola Lisa, did you want to add something before we close out? Father God, we thank you, Yahshua, Yahweh. We thank you. The word has gone out. We're coming out of this bondage. We're coming out of this generational curse. We are there. We are awakened. We know our identity. We know who we are. We have clarity because God, you're a God of clarity. You're a God of love. You're a God of forgiveness. You're a God of mercy. We say we're sorry that we praised those, uh, that we were committing adultery and doing that pagan holiday. That is now behind us. We are moving forward. We are going forward. We are facing East. We face Israel. We know our way. We're coming out of this, Lord. The bondage that is, 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 is off of our eyes. The devil can no longer choke us with this. He no longer has us in handcuffs. He no longer has the shackles on us. We are released. We thank you, Yahshua and Yahweh. You are the true and you are the living light. And we are your children. We are the light. And we will let your light shine. Come December 10th, we will go ahead. We'll do our Hanukkah. We will let our light shine. We will say our prayers. And we coming out of this. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you for using these men of God. We thank you for your word, for you said your word doesn't go void. It is out in the atmosphere. It is out on Facebook. It is out on YouTube. It is in the social media. It is in the airwaves. It has traveled around. It is going through the lake right now. It can't go back. It's gone forward. We will teach our generation. We will stop this foolishness. We will stop this foolery. We are educated. We can no longer be tricked. The devil is a liar and the truth ain't in him. And we're not going to wait for four generations. This generation is going to break it right now. We are in the time. We are in the season. We dispatch holy angels as we go out right now to bury a loved one. We ask that we love one another. We ask that we be there for one another. We ask that our hands are open because we know things come in and they go that way. We cannot receive a blessing like this. Nothing can come in and nothing can go out. When we let go and letting God, it all belongs to him. We can't take these things with us. We are here to serve your people. And if we are not serving your people, we are not serving God. We are servicing you. That's all we, all we have is love. And the greatest love is one who will lay their life down. We ask for healing in the land right now. We can't go any sooner than God allows us to die because he has work for us to do. When he has work for you to do, he will move things out of your way. He will shut the devil's mouth. He will stump on his head. He's going back to the pits of hell. The, the lies no more. The ear gates are shut from false lies in these pagan holidays. The truth is in us and we want to be set free. We are set free. We are moving forward. We thank you. We love you. We lift your name on high, Yahshua. We call you by your name.
as you sit on the right hand, we have your attention because you said with two or more gather, you in the midst. And right now you're hearing us and this prayer will not go void. We ask that you find us worthy to serve you and your people. And we thank you. In Yahshua and Yahweh name, amen. Shalom. Shalom. Thank you. We'll see you next week.